0: Shut up, and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. This is episode 67 of the Quiet Part Loud podcast. I'm your host, Daryl, as always. Welcome back. Uh, Today is a return to something we did last year. Uh, We did quite a few of them, and I quite enjoy doing them. Uh, Just for whatever reason or another, really, I think it was just with the holidays coming up, just stop doing them. Um, But when there's fights or entire cards that we want to look at and break down for the UFC, then we will generally do a show shorter than normal show. Uh, 30 minutes or so, depending on what the card's like and how deep we go into it and the kind of news. There's plenty of MMA shows out there um, that are a lot closer to the game than I am, but I am you know, big UFC fan, and occasionally I like to just talk about the fights and get my opinions out there and my thoughts on the matchups and who's going to win and what I think is happening and any other news around you know, the MMA event that's on, on any particular week. So we don't do them on any sort of schedule or anything like that. It's more just to, uh, as, a, as an ad hoc sort of addition and supplement to the normal feed of shows that we do. Uh, this is a chance to talk specifically about one thing for anybody that, you know, maybe not into politics or, you know, doesn't want to hear about Trump and Brexit every fucking week and, you know, all that sort of thing. So we'll do this as well. And this gives us a chance to just solely focus on a few of the fights that are coming up. Uh, in the latest card that they're putting on. And the one that we're talking about today is the UFC Fight Night in Brooklyn this Saturday, um, headlined by TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo. And that's a title fight uh, at flyweight. Coming down to 125 is TJ uh, to face Henry Cejudo, who beat Mighty Mouse um, in... ...in a decision to uh, to capture the flyweight title. Uh, only the second flyweight champion ever, I believe, right? Uh, Demetrius Johnson was the only one. So, that's the headline of the card. So, that's the headline on this card, as we said. And, I mean, it's a decent card. There's some a little bit of controversy around it. Um... Obviously, Greg Hardy's on—that's his name, right? Greg Hardy, this um, ex-Carolina Panthers defensive end. He's the main event on this card, fighting Crowder. Um, Yeah, there's some good fights. The Benavidez-Ortiz fight is really good. Gillespie's a beast. He's fighting Yancy Medeiros, but Gillespie's a huge favorite in that. You know, Glover Teixeira is fighting... um, Is that Carl Robertson? Uh, Let me just check on that. Sorry, my computer's acting the fool. Yeah, Carl Robinson. You know, what's Glover got left? I don't know. JoJo Calderwood's on this. Um, Obviously, Cowboy's on this. He's fighting Alexander Hernandez. Uh, Tough fight for Cowboy, but he was on form against Mike Perry, so we'll see what happens there. Um, One guy uh Sandringham. I mean Dennis Bermudez is on this fight, you know, Bilal Muhammad's on this fight against uh Jeff Neal. You know, that's gonna be a fucking scrap. Um uh, Bilal Muhammad loves a loves a tussle. Jeff Neal is no joke. You know, these guys are ten and two for Jeff Neal and fourteen and two. Um you know there's Bilal gets quite a few decisions, but he's down for a scrap which I like. You know, Jeff Neal's got that explosive build and You know, he's uh, very, very active. He's very active. So, uh, you know, let's see. Let's see. Could be a good start to that. I think these are in the prelims. The UFC website is just diabolical. So I'm giving you what I've got here. And it's the first I'm really looking at it. Um, What I knew about this card was that, obviously, Greg Hardy's on the co-main and the controversy surrounding him with, uh, you know, with the Paige Van Zant and Ostevich fight. And we'll get into that in just a minute if you don't know the story behind all of that. But you know, that's what I heard something on Twitter or YouTube or somewhere. And I was like, oh shit, I've gotta do I've gotta do a preview for this. So um so yeah, so you know, Sandringham uh, or San Hagen his name is, uh, you know, he's uh, he's quite the beast and and probably the fighter on the card that is Like, him and Hernandez are like these, I think, the two on the card that are like the up-and-comers that you can kind of keep an eye on. Uh, I would have said that about a guy like Bilal um, a few fights ago, but not so much right now. But I think Sanhagen you need to keep an eye on. Let's see what kind of performance he has at his UFC debut. And Hernandez, you know, this will be the biggest fight of his career. Will he get past Cowboy? Will Cowboy's form be there? You know, he's taking another fight for you know, literally just a check, um, and because he loves to do it, so we'll see what happens there. Um, those are two of the up-and-coming fighters in the UFC, and I think this is an opportunity for them to, you know, kind of show and prove. For Sanhagen, he's fighting Bautista, Bautista, Bautista doesn't even have a profile picture on the UFC website, so you can kind of see where that matchup's going after. I've told you what I've just told you about Sangram. Uh, he's got a, one of the fights of the year. Check that out. Um, I think, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy fight. I can't remember who he fights now, but um, I have seen the highlights of that, and it's crazy. Um I don't need to talk about that. JoJo, she's fighting somebody with no profile as well. Then you've got Cowboy. And I think Cowboy is headlining the prelims. Or they're doing it a different way for guys in the States. For people in the UK, it'll just be how it normally is. It'll be BT Sport. uh, I think it's BT Sport 2 or something like that. Uh, And it'll be the usual thing. It'll be 1 o'clock start for the prelims. uh, 3 a.m. start for the main card. Ends at about 6.30. So pop that motherfucker on to record. Because there'll be some fights in here. There'll definitely be some fights on this card, no doubt about it. Um, but you don't want to sit through the commercials in order to watch them. You know what I'm saying? So, um, get that shit on record so you can fast forward through the commercials. And then what you do is you reduce a five-hour window of viewing time down into about half of that. Uh, if, you, if you're if you really on the ball with it. So, uh, like I said, Glover Teixeira's fighting uh, Carl Robertson and... Carl Robertson, 6-1, Baby K, terrible nickname, Glover Teixeira, you know, one of the toughest men, one of the toughest, just got him a bit too late, Uh, I don't know where he is on his journey, and how long that journey continues because the his best years are no doubt behind him. And if you look at his record, it's kind of salty in his last five or the last four. This is his fifth. Um, he's two and two. He beats the guys that are, you know, 15 or below. He doesn't, anybody that's kind of making that ascension or, or up in those ranks, he doesn't beat. He he's not beating now. Um, and, you know, time's a bitch you know gets to his all right so I think it's just you know he's been in a lot of wars it's you know he's older what is he 40 now or something like that um he's still 12 ranked but like I said this is a chance for Carl Robertson to have a good performance uh and really you know kind of build a name get get your resume stacked as it were um just looking at his just looking at his history he lost to Cesar Ferreira but then he's had so in his last four he's 3 and 1 uh, he beat Jack Marshman in a decision that it's lost by submission won by submission and then he had a first round KO in his UFC debut so you know is there some momentum there is there something there you know and does Glover have a resurgence and can he put together a little streak now The next fight is between Paige Van Zandt and Rachel Ostevich. Now, if anybody doesn't know who Rachel Ostevich is, she's the one who has uh, had a MMA fighter as a boyfriend. And he beat the shit out of her. He, like, yeah, bad. They thought that she'd broken her orbital bone, but she didn't. And then she begged to be put back on the card because she's like, "Well, you know, fuck you, uh, you know, you're not going to fuck with my life and and my ability to fight." Now she's fighting Paige VanZant, and I guess from a from a the perspective of a seven and four versus a four and four record, this is kind of interesting. But let's not kid ourselves; most people are going to watch this fight and enjoy this fight for the aesthetics of this fight. Um, We'll see. I know Paige Van Zandt has had a, has had a refocus on her training and maybe laying laid off some of the extracurricular hobbies or uh, duties or whatever you want to call it. You know, she was doing Dancing with the Stars and things like that. You know, you get famous, right? And it takes you away from training. Just ask Ronda Rousey. Um but this will be a this will be a fight. We'll see what happens. It should be a good one. We'll see. Um but if you haven't heard the backstory on the Rachel Ostevich's um, issue, just have a look at that. And then you can see why people like Errol Hawani and others are a little critical of the UFC for putting Greg Hardy on this card, because Greg Hardy, who is an ex-NFL football player for the Carolina Panthers, I believe, um, defensive end. Uh, was in trouble for domestic abuse just a couple of years ago. So, obviously, there's a sore spot there from, you know, no pun intended, from the Ostovich camp. But it's just a bit of blatant controversy from the UFC, which is a bit weak, in my opinion. Um, And they really could have put Greg Hardy on any fucking card because who gives a shit about Greg Hardy? You know, I mean, let's just look at it quickly uh, he's two and zero, oh, and he's fighting a guy that's nine and three in Alan Croder. I mean, do, like should we talk about Alan Croder's record first? I mean, we're not even at that fight yet, but he fought Don Talemez and Justin Willis, and now he's fighting Greg Hardy. I mean. Greg Hardy, who is of course an NFL athlete, or ex-NFL athlete, is 2-0, and and yeah, there's literally zero information on him, like nothing. His profile is zilch. So it's a nothing fight. It's a nothing co-main event. You could have easily had Gillespie and Medeiros. You could have easily had Benavidez and Ortiz. You could have easily had Van Zant and Nostovich. Like, it doesn't matter. The card's not that serious. Right? This is not USC 235. You know, the main event on this card is fucking dope. And I can't wait for it. But the rest of the card is kind of what a filler is, right? It's some good fights, some potentially exciting fights, a few female fights, a couple female fights. Um, You know, it is what it is. So I just think that they could have stuck Greg Hardy's ass on any fucking card at any point in time, and they didn't have to do it three fights after in a more prominent position than the girl who just got her ass whooped by her boyfriend. You know what I mean? It's a little insensitive, but of course that's why the UFC are doing it. Of course that's why they're not removing him from the card. Because we're talking about it, right? So I just feel bad for her, man, because, you know, obviously, you know, nobody should have to put up with that sort of thing. But a little sensitivity shown by her boss would have been nice is all I'm saying. Um, So moving swiftly on, like I said, guys, these aren't going to be long shows, right? What are we, 13 minutes in? We're just jumping right into the fights, and we're breaking them down a little bit, and then we're giving opinions, and and then we're going to split. And then that's it, and we're done. The UFC breakdowns are quick, so we're going to keep it going right on to the next fight, which is Joseph Benavidez, who is still, by the way, what seems like forever, still the number two ranked flyweight in the world Joseph Benavides right now don't get me wrong this division is a bit of a stable of regulars as it were um because there's not a ton of 125ers in the world that are this good but uh I mean Joseph Benavides is amazing right but just Dustin Dustin Ortiz is no joke so the only thing I'm going to say about this is it's two veterans who are spark plugs who should and probably will go at it like a couple of Jack Russell Terriers over a steak on a hot summer's day. They're going to go fucking crazy. So we should see a really exciting fight, a very fast, I mean, fast as in, in terms of pace, not in terms of duration. This could be a decision. It could be a knockout. I don't know. I don't know. But both of these guys are great. Um, both of these guys have had uh, pretty successful career specific uh, especially uh, Benavidez obviously but you know it's number two versus number eight and it's the fourth card off the main uh, fourth fight from the main event um, I would say in this fight I would probably take Benavidez but I haven't watched any of either of their training um and I honestly don't remember the last time I saw either of them fight. Uh, I'm sure <clears throat> if I check their records, I could break it down for you. Um, but it just seems like Joseph Benavides has been a number two ranked uh, flyweight forever. He seems like he's the perennial number two ranked and never really gets to that level. But he's fought all the top guys. You know, Dustin Ortiz has a pretty decent resume as well. So... Like I said, all I'm gonna say about this is gonna be a firecracker of a fight. Should be really, really entertaining. Um, definitely has the potential to be a fight of the night candidate, I would say. But also on that, so does the Sandhagen Batista fight. By the way, um, I think that has the opportunity. The Dennis Bermudez fight potentially could be a cracker. Um, who knows what the Van Zant and the Ostovich fight is? You can never rule out, you know, the females on having a crazy scrap because they love it. Um, so there's a lot of those types of fights, in my opinion. The Bilal Muhammad and, and Jeff Neal fight could get real nasty. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of pace, that's going to be like the firecracker type of pace. That and the Bermudez Edwards fight. That's going to be that's going to be pretty high uh, high intensity as well. And then of course the epitome of speed and you know the epitome of uh, movement and the epitome of athleticism and things like that in in terms of you know the the smaller guys is the main event of this card, right? It's crazy. So we've got Gillespie and Yancey Medeiros. Gillespie is hard as nails, <clears throat> as all these guys are. What a stupid thing to say about a fighter, but he really is. Um, and then we know Yancey Medeiros, right? We know what Yancey brings. Yancey brings that Nate, Nick Diaz flavor, that I don't give a fuck flavor, that you know, that let's just go and get it done type of flavor. So always down for a fight. But I believe, <clears throat> pardon me, I believe that Gillespie is a significant favorite in this fight. So that's got to count for something, I suppose. But, you know, it is the fight game. And you just never know. But I think Gillespie's a bit of a beast myself. So... Um, I'm definitely going with him via, uh, ref stoppage for sure in that fight. I just don't know what round it could be like a, it could be in the third round actually, but who knows? He might come out like a fucking spark plug. He's, uh, he's three back from the main event and you know, he may want to, he may want to get busy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So, um, I guess then next up, <coughs> pardon me. Um, next up is going to be. The fucking Greg Hardy fight. And literally, I don't know what to say about this fight. It's a co-main event. On a fight night, sure. So you're not going to get crackers all the way up and down the card. I get it. I get it. But like Greg Hardy versus Alan Croder, What the fuck am I supposed to say about this? Can I break down their past performances? Not really. Can I break down Greg Hardy's controversy? Sure. But I don't want to. Because he smacked around his girlfriend and that's about it, right? So, I'm not really even interested in breaking this fight down and I don't fucking care who wins. So, yeah. Like, honestly, don't give a shit about this fight. So let's get the fuck out and go to the main event where we should be because you should just literally pick that card, that fight up and throw it away. It doesn't even need to be on the fucking card. Um, it's a bit annoying, actually. I'm, 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 I'm a bit agitated by it, but never mind. Who gives a fuck? That's the UFC shit to deal with. Um, the main event on this card is amazing. It's so exciting... Like, how do I break this down? So, for any of you guys that are fight fans out there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. For anybody that might have stuck this on to say, "Uh, you know, let me hear what he's got to say about, you know, this, that, or the other thing in terms of fighting and the UFC. Let Let me listen to him. If you don't know what kind of competitor these guys are, this is about... As intense a competition as you can get. Like a single man to man. Or person to person. Physical competition. This is about. In my opinion. This is about. As good as it gets. Pardon me. TJ Dillashaw. Is a fucking freak. Mentally. Physically. Physically athletically he is a freak his discipline his work ethic his competitive spirit is unrivaled from everything that I've read seen listened to in terms of what he said the things I've seen him do the things I've heard him say the performances I've watched obviously that we all have throughout the years he is top of the food chain For sure in the fight game. And I think if he beats Henry Cejudo in this fight. Like I think he's going to. I think you have to start talking about him as one of the greatest of all time. I really do. He's fucking. He's he's the best. I don't buy the loss. Of course he's got a couple of losses on his record. But those are back in the day losses right? Like, who's his most recent loss to? Was it Dominic Cruz? Let me see real quick if I can expand this history. Dominic Cruz, 2016, January. So listen, so three years ago was his last loss, and he lost a close bullshit, in my opinion, split decision. The loss before that, was Raphael Raphael Assunção in two thousand and thirteen? His only other loss was the John Dodson loss back in the um, back in the fucking Tough House, back in the um, the Ultimate Fighting Champ, the Ultimate Fighting House, right? The Tough House. That was his. That was the. That was the first time he lost that we saw him. But the difference between him then and him now. Even the difference between him and the uh, Dominic Cruz loss to now. Different fighter. All together. Like. He beat the shit. Out of Cody Garbrandt. Beat the shit out of him. Twice. Right? That's. Like, I know, uh, I know that um, Dominic Cruz lost significantly worse to uh, Cody than he did to TJ. Because he didn't lose to TJ, beat TJ, but he didn't kind of, right? So anyways, um, but TJ beat the shit out of Cody. So the difference between even that period of time, right, the three years, is is absolutely transformative, because he was coming out of the Alpha Male Camp thing, you know, is it Alpha Male Camp, Um, and the whole uh, Uriah Faber stuff. That was where the the Cody Garbrandt shit came from, right? But his last performance against Cody Garbrandt was ridiculous. Now, is he liable to get tagged every now and again? Absolutely, everybody is. And can Henry Cejudo hit like a Mack truck for his size? Absolutely. Is he a world-class Olympic caliber wrestler? Of course he is. And is he of a competitive mindset like TJ Dillashaw is? I think so, but maybe not on that level. I don't know. An Olympic wrestler? Pretty fucking unfuckable, right? withable, right? You can't fuck with an Olympic wrestler's discipline and work ethic. It's a different kind of level. But the shit that TJ's on is also a different kind of level. So I think it's a mindset, ultimately. I mean, I, I follow TJ on uh, Instagram, and he's been putting out some shit, right? And I think Cejudo's a little sensitive sometimes. I don't think TJ is. I think TJ's a fucking savage. I think TJ is a goddamn savage. So I don't think anything Cejudo's got for him is going to really, really fuck with TJ at all. If he went through the alpha male kind of camp split drama, that kind of bullshit. Nothing that Cejudo's going to do in terms of the mental game is going to fuck with TJ. But he looks so lean. Both of them do. Suhudo looks jacked. Suhudo looks so jacked, like shredded, but so is TJ. He's fucking the sinew in his muscles. You can see him when he's just standing there. It's insane. So this is going to be epic. And we'll be out of here in two minutes. I promise you, we're done. But this fight's going to be fucking epic. It's either going to be a war Or it's gonna be real, real decisive. It's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think there's any chance it's gonna be boring. But I think, um, I think it's TJ, and I think it's TJ with strikes. I think his his head movement, his hand speed. I think they are. I think they'll just be too much for Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo is from this weight. But he's a big boy tj's come down to this weight so will that impact his performance that's my only real question mark that's my only real question mark other than that i've got confidence that tj is going to be a two belt holder he's going to be a dual champion a dual weight champion then what he said he wants to fight max holloway at 145 <laughs> don't do that i think that's too much of a stretch think it might be a little too small for that. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it is going to be a firecracker of a main event. It should be a pretty good card. Looking back at it, as I'm just reviewing it now, it should be a decent card. Because the last time I said it was going to be a shit card and it wasn't worth staying up for, it was one of the most epic cards, and every fucking fight was either a submission or a knockout. So don't listen to me. Don't listen to me. Just put that bitch on record. Saturday night, BT Sport It'll be BC Sport 2 most likely. 1 a.m. start, 6 a.m. finish. Pop it on record, go to bed, watch it on Sunday. Church. That's it. We're done. Episode 67. What did I say? Sometimes it'll be 30 minutes. Sometimes it'll be 40 minutes. Sometimes it might be a little longer. But they're definitely going to be shorter than our normal shows. Well, we're on about 28 minutes. And we're done. So enjoy the card. I hope you've enjoyed the breakdown. If you want to download the show or any of our past shows, that's Twitter. That's Facebook. You can find them there. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Quiet Part Loud podcast. (coughs) For episode 67, I'm your host, Daryl. This has been the UFC Fight Night in Brooklyn Breakdown, headlined by TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo. And until next time, all the best.